The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. All right, let's dive into our talk for today. Um, today is going to be a little different. We're ending our blessed series. We've, we've taught you how to take the bee and to begin to pray for the people that God has put in your life, that your eyes would be open to their needs, that their hearts would be open to Jesus. We've asked you to start listening to their needs, to their celebrations, ways of caring for them and celebrating with them what's going on in their life. We've asked you to take time to eat with them, to invite a neighbor over to have a meal, to invite a co-worker out for a cup of coffee, to spend time caring for them. A lot of people don't care how much you know so they know how much you care. We want you to spend time caring for others. S, we want you to find an opportunity to serve them. When we meet them like Jesus met us, stepping into their life, taking care of their needs, Jesus saw the people with compassion. It moved them, him to action. In the same way, uh, you might have a buddy who has got to move this weekend, and he just he's, he's freaking out. It's the middle of the holiday season, and he has no idea how he's going to move everything. And so, hey, you know some buddies. You go to men's breakfast with some buddies. You can get on the phone and say, hey, let's help my, my, my friend out. And, by the way, let's care for him and love him into the kingdom. And so find ways of serving others that God has put around you. And then that leads us to today, the S, which is the opportunity to share our story. To share the story of what God has done in our life. To share the story of what Jesus has done for the world and what he would love to do for others. Today I'm going to demonstrate for you a method that I learned as a sophomore in high school. I've used it many times. Um, and it, it's a great way for us to share the gospel. There are many different methods out there on how to share the gospel, things like the Romans Road or the Four Spiritual Laws. There's a new one uh, that actually has an app called the Three Circles. Uh, we'll show you a little video about the Three Circles at the end of service. Um, today I'm going to demonstrate for you a conversational way of sharing your faith. I've put in your notes uh, two handouts. Uh, they should have been, been on every chair. Um, this is kind of an outline of the conversation I'm going to have. Who am I having the conversation with this hour? Who? Nathan. All right. So, Nathan, you want to come on up and set up the stage for us, set the scene? That'd be great. Um, so, Nathan is my coworker. I began praying for him a, a few months ago that. God would just open up his heart. You know, he's, he's a kind of scary-looking dude. He parties a lot. And um, I, uh, I felt like God wanted to reach him. I don't know why, but he just had me on my heart. And um, and so I took some time to listen. I learned that he has a couple new baby, baby kids. And I've reached out to ask if there's any way that I can serve him or his family. And uh, we spent a couple times uh, eating together, just getting to know each other. Uh, and uh, I offered to babysit for him. I served him and his family. And Paulette's like, when did this happen? And um, and today we're having we're just having a cup of coffee and we get to have a conversation. So what I want you to experience today is kind of seeing what a conversation can look like in a natural way and and bringing supernatural elements. Every conversation has the potential of leading someone to Jesus. And, and I've worked through these steps. I've earned the right to be heard, I hope. And um, most importantly, success does not come to me in Nathan believing what I'm about to share. 
our success is not dependent on who in the world accepts Jesus or not. Our success comes in us simply being available to share and willing to share the truth that we know, the story of our life and what Jesus has done for us. And our success comes in just being obedient and sharing. Whether or not Nathan or the individual in your life is going to be transformed is up to God. It's up to the Holy Spirit. And so the whole time I'm having this conversation, the whole time I've been working through the Bless series in his life, I've been praying that the Holy Spirit is working on his heart, preparing his heart, and drawing Nathan to himself. And I'm just going to do my best to share the information. So in your handout, there's two pages. One page we're not going to really talk about today. It's it's homework for you. Hey, there you go. You got some homework. Um, it's a way for you to kind of work through a process of writing your own story. Some people call it a testimony. Um, and I encourage you to take this home and read it. Uh, this will help you put into words what God has done in your life and prepare you to be able to share it with others. Now, the other sheet that you have is kind of an outline that I have used. I learned this again back in high school, and I've used it a number of times. And um, um, this originally was called How to Share Your Faith Without an Argument. And um, if you Google How to Witness Without Fear, I think this will pop up. Uh, a number of blogs post it now. Um, I don't remember who originally came up with this outline. But I learned it, and it, it's been easy to use, and I'm going to demonstrate it for you today. So um, before we do that, let me just encourage you with a few words. The gospel is clearly spelled out in a number of places throughout the scriptures. In Romans chapter 3, verse 21 and following, it says this. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the Pharisees testify, excuse me, the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jews and Gentiles, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All are justified freely by His, God's grace, through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in his name. Father God, it is my prayer that the words that we are about to share in this role play they're, they're not fake. They're real. They're full of truth. And your word has the power to change lives. And I pray, God, that as we hear these words, that these words would become cemented in our own memories, that, that we ourselves would be changed so that we can be vessels of change in the lives of others. So be with us now as we go through this process together. In Jesus' name, All right. How's it going? Hey, John. Great. I love this coffee shop. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. You come here often? I, uh, only on the weekend. Oh. 
So how's the babies? They're great, man. Yeah? Growing like crazy. Are you sleeping? No. Okay. That's what I figured. Uh, well, take me up. I mean, I, I know you just get to know each other, but I have a couple of beautiful daughters and a wife and lovely babysitter. You guys ever want a date night out? Or? I'd love to get some naked children. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Good. I guess five, six weeks isn't enough yet. <laughs> we'll keep working on that. All right. But so, yeah, man. So, anyway, uh, it was good to help you out. I know that I, I told you that um, I, I go to this church, and uh, uh, there's there's a bunch of things that, that, that are going on in our life that make us busy, especially around the Christmas season. You know, um, there's so many things, so many things we often forget what Christmas is about. So, so what about you? Do you have any spiritual gifts of any kind? You know, I, I try to live a good life. I know there's something bigger out there for me, trying to be guided by that. Um, what about what about Jesus? I mean, this whole Christmas stuff. Are you into Christmas? What do you? Who, who is Jesus? Christmas is great. I, mean, I hear we celebrate Jesus' birthday, you know, and I hear he's a pretty cool dude. Like he heals people and you know, does really good things. But you know, I think he's a good person. I could like look at to as a I know sometimes uh, we don't like to think about uh, dying or a place called uh, hell, but do you believe there is a heaven or a hell? You tell me this God is a loving God, and hell doesn't sound like a very loving place to me. But, but you know, heaven, you know, if you live a good life, I think you got, you got a shot up there. So let me ask this. If something freaky happened, on the way out of this place, on, on the way back to work or something, say we uh, were in an accident, we got hit by a car. I mean, that's terrible, of course. But if it happened, do you have any idea where you'd go? Well, you know, I'd always tried to be good to people, including this guy, so I think I'd probably go to heaven. Okay. Okay. Um, there are a lot of different uh, beliefs. area with a lot of different people, different parts of the world that have different beliefs. Um, for me, I really have come to believe in, in Jesus. And I believe that what he shared is true. If, if for some reason parts of what he just shared with you weren't necessarily share with you a couple passages from uh, the words of Jesus from the Bible and, and instead of me just reading it at you, uh, let me start with this one you may, you may have even seen this verse before, heard it um, I remember watching football games growing up and you see this guy in the stands and he's always looking at the opposing jockeys you ever seen that? Yeah. yeah so what that John 3.16 is all about, it's, it's right here God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
So just looking at the black and white thing, or in that case, red and white, um, um, what do you think that's saying? It says God loves the world. Do you think that would include you? It says that if it's in the whole world, I, I hope it includes me. Right. All right. Um, So that last verse is talking about love, God's love. Now this verse kind of seems an opposite of love. Um, this one's kind of talking about sin and uh, falling short of what God wants. Um, for all have sinned. Have you, have you ever sinned? I've never done anything really bad, but I mess up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, myself included. Uh, there's definitely been says all of us. So I, I think that would, would cover just about everything. Um, this next verse, though, is, is pretty good. Uh, it says here in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, would you like to read that? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So one said that all of us this one says the wage like minimum wage is that you deserve to do something or to earn something it says the wages of sin is death um, what I find interesting there is that it says that what we earn is death but the really cool part is the second verse says that the gift So, a wage is something we earn, but a gift, if I were to give you a gift, would you have to pay for it? No. Would anybody have to pay for it? Somebody would have to pay for it. Exactly. If I'm the gift giver and I'm giving you a gift, then I've either benefited from somebody else paying for it because you can re-gift it, or... Like that sweater last week. Yeah, exactly. Or I've gone out and I've thought about it and I've bought something so that I can re-give you a gift. I, I believe that's what's happening here, that we earn, because of sin in our lives, we earn death. We can, it doesn't take much to look at the world around us and see that we're going to earn death. But God loves us, and that first verse says that his desire is that none of us would perish but have death. demonstrates his, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
so that love that was poured down into this earth becomes real in the fact that while we were sinners, Jesus doesn't leave us there. The Bible teaches us that Jesus died for us while we were sinners. And that the gift that we talked about a minute ago in that other verse is available to anybody who would receive it. Read, read this one. Start in verse 9. Read 9 through 13. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. Read those verses in context. For everyone who calls on the So I, when I look at those verses here, I see God's love. I see the brokenness of sin. And God wanting to give us a gift of love to anyone who would choose to receive it. Um, there's another verse back here that talks about our sin. Um, can you read that, verse 9? our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So that verse, does it say that God's willing to forgive us of some sins? It sounds like all sins. I really believe that that's true. That no matter what we've done, no matter what kind of mistakes we've made, if we're willing to let God know we're sorry and confess that we are sorry, that last verse we read said if we're willing to confess our sins and that we want to be our Savior, He will come and He will give us that free gift of His love. So I, I know this may be awkward and I'm wearing my little mama shop, but I believe that God's gift is available to anyone who would willing to receive it. And, you know, a minute ago you said that He died and you hope that He just went to the earth and didn't go to heaven. Bible tells us that the only thing that really allows us to get to heaven is God's love and forgiveness. And if you really want to go to heaven today, if you want to experience His forgiveness, then all you have to do is call out to Him and ask Him to come into your life and forgive you um, and confess that He's evil and the verse says that you'll be saved. So my question to you this morning I know I've sinned, and you too, you've sinned. Do you want forgiveness for your sin? Yeah, I hope you do. Because of what we've read, would you like to ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive you of your sin and forgive you of your making of foolish decisions? And I'd love to just read you a short prayer because God, there's nothing magical about these words. Um, God just is longing for us to call out God, I thank you for loving me. God, I thank you for loving me. I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. I know that there is sin in my life. I know there is sin in my life. And I ask you to help me to turn from living my 
ask you to help me to turn you over to you. Help me to follow you. Help me to follow you. Come into my life and use my life. Make me and make me more like you. Amen. Nathan, I'm excited that you've taken this step. I'd love to talk to you more about this new relationship So what I tried to demonstrate there is is the tr- using the truth of of the scriptures that 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 God is a God who loves us that we are a broken people in a broken world in need of His forgiveness and that as the scriptures teach He is willing to offer His forgiveness and the gift of salvation to any who would call out to him, put their belief in him and receive his life in exchange for theirs. And so I took an opportunity there to pray with Nathan. And again, success doesn't come. If Nathan would have said, you know, I'm just not sure I'm ready to do that. I've done my part. I shared with him the truth. I shared with him. And in the entire time that I was sharing internally, praying for him. I'm praying, God, use these words as he's reading your word. And you notice I gave him my Bible. Um, I got used to carrying my Bible around. Even I, I was challenged by my youth pastor, uh, hey, carry other books, why don't you carry your Bible? And so I, that's why I put my Yukon Blue Teal colored Bible that matched my cardigan polo tie I wore back in high school. And um, my, you've got your Bible on your, my daughter's laughing. Uh, you've got your Bible on your phones now, and there are a lot of cool apps. I want you to check out this app. This is called the Three Circles app, and you can download it today, uh, and you can practice using it to have the same kind of conversation. Uh, this one has you, like, draw out uh, a story on an app. Watch this video. If you turn on the television or look at your Facebook feed, it's very clear that we live in a broken world. There's a lot of death, a lot of disease and suffering. But we also see traces of beauty, like the beauty of a sunset or the laugh of a child. And that's because God's design was perfect when he made it. There was no death or disease or suffering. But starting with the very first people, we as humans chose to go our own way. God's perfect design. And that's called sin. Sin is what led to brokenness in our world and us and sinfulness. Well, we don't like to be in brokenness, the state that we're born in. So we try to get out. But for some, they try to get out on their own by climbing the ladder of success at work or school, thinking that'll get them out. Others try to get out themselves by doing good things or being religious and going to church and helping people. And while those, those are great things, they, they don't get us out of brokenness. Some try to drown out the brokenness with drugs and alcohol or attempts at suicide or maybe even relationships. And these attempts to get out of brokenness ourselves end up snapping us back in like a bungee cord. 
But God loved us so much, he didn't want us to stay in brokenness. So he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. He provided the only way out. And that is through his son, Jesus. You see, Jesus came down into our world and allowed himself to be killed on a cross, taking on our sin. And three days later, he rose from the dead. And he declared that if anyone would turn from their way and surrender to him, believe that Jesus came and died on the cross and rose from the dead and would be willing to make him their king or their lord, that they would be forgiven and made new. And would then be able to experience God's perfect design for their life. And I want to ask you, which of these two would you say you're in? Are you still in brokenness or have you repented and believed in Jesus and are now back in his design? Okay, you're in brokenness. Well, which one of these two do you want to be in? Okay, great. Well, is there anything that keeps you from turning from your way and believing in the gospel, Jesus, and making him your Lord, your king? Okay, great. You know, when I chose to make this decision, I prayed a simple prayer, very similar to this picture. I just told God that, I'm sorry for my sin that I left your design and for the ways that I've tried to get out of brokenness on my own. I'm ready to turn from my way and surrender to you. And I believe this is true. And I want to make you my Lord so I can become you and experience your design for my life. Is that something you'd like to do? Just pray with them. So this is the Three Circles Gospel Presentation. Again, you can find that. Just go to your app store and just search Three Circles. There's a lot of cool videos. That video is there and a couple others that kind of talk through memorizing that um, that presentation. And you have now in print the one I used earlier today. Uh, there are a number of methods. Um, what's essential is that you share the truth. It's the basic truth. God loves us. We're sinners in need of his salvation. And uh, we need to be forgiven. We can call out to him freely and be saved. And so this morning, you know, my question to you is, where are you? Are you in that place of needing salvation yourself? Or do you already know Jesus? And if you already know Jesus as Savior and Lord and he's in your life, are you now sharing that story with others? In the book of John chapter 4, um, a, a woman comes to know Jesus as Messiah. A woman despised and rejected, full of sin in her own life, been through multiple relationships, five husbands, the man she's with now isn't a believer, isn't, a, isn't her husband, and Jesus doesn't come to judge her. Jesus comes and loves her. And he lets her know that he's the Messiah that's come to change her life, to forgive her. And she runs back into town, and she says, I need everyone to know. I want to tell you about a man who told me everything I ever did. And yet he saved me. He's the Messiah. In verse 39, it says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of what? Because of the woman's testimony. You have a testimony. You have a story. And God, just like the Samaritan woman, 
God wants you to be willing to run to your place of employment, to your school, to your neighborhood, and to share the story of how God has touched you, changed you, and how he can reach them. As our worship team comes up, I want to encourage you that if you already know Jesus and the transforming power of his gospel, that you today would think of those names and faces of people that are in your life that God wants you praying for, serving, listening to, so that you can share. Who are those people? In these next few moments, I encourage you that while our worship team leads us, will you put the first words of uh, that song up? The opening words. Lost or saved, find their way. If you are here today and don't know Jesus in that way, don't leave today without taking the opportunity to pray to receive Jesus in your own life. I'm going to pray right now. And if that's your desire to invite Jesus into your own life, to receive the gift of salvation, there's no other name by which we can be saved. If you've never called out to Jesus and asked him to forgive you, to save you, today is your day. God, I thank you for each and every person in this room. I pray right now on behalf of those who are here this morning who have never called out to you to receive your forgiveness and your love. I pray right now in in this moment they would call out to you and, and from their heart declare these words. God, I need you. Jesus, I thank you for giving up your life and dying on the cross. Forgive me for the sin that is in my life. Help me to turn from living life my own way. Help me to surrender to you. Come into my life now and make me new. Help me to follow you. Father God, I pray for each person who may have called out to you at this very moment, asking you to save them and become their Savior and Lord. I pray that right here, right now, your Holy Spirit would come and begin to make life change, giving them hope, purpose, making them. And God, I pray for the rest of us in this room who know you as Savior and Lord. For those of us that have never shared that story with others, lead us, open our eyes, give us the boldness and the courage to take the opportunity to share with others Jesus just a moment ago. I'd love to know. We have prayer team members in the back of the room that would love to know. Come let one of us know. Hey, today I took that step. I asked Jesus to come into my life. If there's anything else going on in your life, we want you to know that we are people that want to be family and want to pray for you. If you've got a struggle, 
a hurt, a heartache, if this Christmas season is a tough time for you uh, because of a loss of a family member or whatever the reason might be, don't leave today without letting somebody here pray with you and love on you somehow. And we've got a couple people in the back. Randy and Stan are back there. I'd love to pray with you at the front. Don't leave without letting one of us pray with you today. Let's stand together as our worship team leads us in this time of thoughtfulness and response and worship. Pray now as the Spirit leads you.